Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. I'm Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, with us here as per usual. Good morning, Brandon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Connor. A uh, couple pretty mid-level games in terms of quality <laughs> and caliber last night on the Monday Night Football, but I'm sure you had a great night nonetheless out at Canadian Brew House uh, Northside location. Yeah, that's a nice little location. There was a uh, pool tournament going on when I was there, or league play, so that was cool. Matt, there's not many brew houses that have pool tables in them. That's mm-hmm. a unique little uh, little facet of the Northside one. You head north, there's a, what do you call the, the VLTs? The Dingers. The Dingers? Yeah, they got There's those in spades. In yeah, it was, oh a, my it was a heck of a place. It was a real good time out of the CBH. I mean, as it always is, congratulations to Alberto, who picked up the meat package and also a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Shauna also got the opportunity to head down to, I think Shauna has to go to the Northside location on AFC NFC Championship weekend, and Alberto's going to head to the Ice House. So uh, very cool for those two. Great packages. And you can, of course, always join us down there at the CBH. Where are you heading to on Thursday, Brandon? Great question, Connor. I will. Um, Do you not know? Check, I'll check my schedule. I live my life one day at a time. I will. Uh, I'll make sure to check my schedule, and uh, I'll have that information on hand for when we do our uh, our roundtable here in segment number two. I'll tell you where you're headed. Oh wow! You're going to Lewis Estates, West Side for Lions Packers. I'm excited about that game. The Lions are always fun to watch, and see if Jordan Love can, uh, you know play really bad for three quarters again, and then mount an impressive comeback. Yeah, I mean, hey, it it will be good. It will be a good time. Thursday night football is always a blast. It's like the mini weekend. Everyone's going to have some pops, some good food, and watch some good football, and hopefully qualify for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, As we like to do here on the show, we like to be very interactive with our listeners. So if you want to get in on the conversation, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. I'm going to drop a lot of ways you can get a hold of us now. Connor at sports1440.ca. Brandon at sports1440.ca. Those are the emails. Also on Twitter at Fantasy Frenzy AM at sports1440. At Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D 1727. If you want to yeah, share your thoughts, ask some questions, you, you have uh, kind of filled me in on something before the shows i just kind of go like aaron Rodgers. i go into a retreat i go into a black cave i don't look at a whole lot of things uh, we had gavin turnick who's going to join us in a couple minutes jump into the studio and you guys were touching on the new york jets savior zach wilson couldn't get it done so they go and they get trevor simeon what are like does Pro- that proven you, commodity does that move the dial at all if you're a jets fan like yeah you know there's other guys who could have been at least a little bit more interesting simeon I think at this point, Jets fans will take anything. Man, was Zach Wilson bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're having, you know, your one of your best players, you know, saying he can't throw it on the sideline. I mean, that's never a good sign for your quarterback. What a what a drop for the New York Jets and all the expectations they had. Okay, let's jump into the text box here. Craig the Keg says, Hey, boys, I picked up Palmer with Williams Hurt, but Elijah Moore is on waivers. Should I drop Palmer for more, or should I drop Kareem Hunt for more? From Craig the Keg, that's at the text box, one 1440 You know, we are going to talk about waiver wire pickups, and I looked at Gavin's list, and we're also going to have Declan Kruger in here, and I saw his list, and the LA Chargers receivers were 
a hot topic right there. And that was something we talked about yesterday with Gregor and yesterday on this show. You know, do you go Quentin Johnston? Do you go Josh Palmer? What do you think? What do you think? With, uh, with Elijah Mitchell out there on waivers, what do you think, Brandon? I drafted Elijah Mitchell in my one league kind of a, as a late round guy thinking we'll, we would see what sort of um, targets he would get. Uh, or, sorry, or, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, sorry. And that's, uh, I, I knew what you meant, but Mitchell <laughs> was the, the name on the tip of the tongue. But yeah, I took him. It, he hasn't really got much going in Cleveland so far. Uh, Amari Cooper certainly looks like the guy. Uh, and even Donovan Peoples-Jones looks like he's a little bit more of a role in the offense. If I was debating between um, a Josh Palmer or Elijah Moore moving forward, I would probably say Josh Palmer. Like, Mike Williams is out for the season. Like, he's not coming back. Um, And Moore right now is kind of looking like a WR3 option. Uh, And I know Njoku's off to a bit of a slow start, but Deshaun Watson leaned on him last season. I think that'll probably be still a heavy target share. So I'm not keen on uh, Moore over Palmer. Yeah, I think I'm with you. And, I mean, you go back to that matchup, the nine receptions, could that be more of an outlier for Elijah Moore, before that, three receptions. Still hasn't hit the red zone, or the end zone, sorry. So, yeah, I, I think I go Joshua Palmer. Like I said, I, I think Justin Herbert has the utmost faith in him and will give him some shots. Uh, Palmer was the Chargers' leading receiver last year, actually. So, you know, he has done it before. I, I think I stick with Palmer, but I, I would be worried about Quentin Johnston. As the season goes on and he gets more and more opportunities, I think he might take some of those reps. But let's be real. You look at that ratio, Keenan Allen's going to get probably a third of the looks when it comes to Justin Herbert. That's how it was uh, last week when he had 18 receptions. I I think that would continue. Now, granted, going forward, team's going to want to take away Keenan Allen. Maybe that opens up some of the other targets. So, yeah, I I think I'd lean Josh Palmer in that one. Uh, Lindsay says, I lost in week one because the Dallas defense put up 35 points. I lost this week because the Bills defense put up 31 points. That's just tough matchups. That's a tough one. I lost both my games this week by a combined five points. So, Lindsay, I get it. Fantasy football is really frustrating. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do. You just you go up against a good team. Got a couple texts uh, coming in asking about some fantasy hockey situations. And, uh, yes, we are going to start leaning into that, uh, I think, a little more heavily here in the next coming week because a lot of drafts are going to be getting underway with the NHL season. Kicking off uh, in well, just over a week's time, I guess. I think October 11 is day one of the season. And uh, this text here from uh, from John John Gilly out in Westlock. Uh, I actually know John, sort of. I lived with his son in uh, my time in Farmhouse at the University of Alberta. So shout out, John, U of A Aggie alum. Uh, he's got lots of questions here. Who should I take? Who should I avoid? Sleeper picks, valuable backup goalies. That's a lot of questions that uh, we won't get to today. Uh, maybe in the third segment, if we've got a little bit of spare time, we can link but loop back. But I think we're probably looking at having a hockey guest on tomorrow. It's locked in. Tomorrow, it's already locked in. So, John, and there was another text here, uh, too, from uh, one with no name on it. Yes, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow. We'll have lots of hockey uh, content. And if you missed it, we've had a couple guys on over the past few weeks. You can go back and listen in podcast uh, form on Fantasy Frenzy, Spotify, Apple, wherever. And you can hear what those guys had to say, uh, Matt Larkin being one of them, um, and as well as a couple or someone from SiriusXM, I believe, if I remember. Well, yeah. Well, we had, uh, we've had a few. We've had uh, Pete Jensen from NHL.com Fantasy right. and then also Jeff Ulrich from... Uh, DraftKings and Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life, and we're going to have Nick Alberga tomorrow. 
Oh, so, yeah. Nick, uh, daily be, fantasy. Be a great one. Yeah, exactly. So 11.20 tomorrow, we'll talk NHL. Get those questions in. Uh, maybe do it tomorrow, though. They get buried. We don't have categories on our inbox, and they get buried so far deep. So save those in your drafts and, uh, yeah, send those in tomorrow. Uh, Spaghetti says, and he's got a picture here, will you guys slot in Kamara anywhere or give him a game to get back into things? Uh, starting running backs right now are Zach Moss and James Conner. He's got Puka Nuk- Nakua in the flex spot. I would give him a week. I don't know. I don't. Know. To me, I think it's tough to throw guys right into the lineup, especially you know the rust that's going to be there. He he probably will be heavily counted on though. Jamal Williams out with injuries, so I think I, I think I like the options that he has going forward. Oh, I, I don't hate giving him a week to get back into the swing of things. Um, James Conner with a tough matchup, but uh, he's. He's looked like the same as Jim Connor. We've uh, we've come to know like they love giving him the ball. He's a touchdown machine, uh, going back all the way back to his time with Pittsburgh. But up against that Niners um, defense, that's always going to be a tough matchup. And the the Cardinals have impressed and probably overachieved so far. I I'll be surprised to see if that can hold up here going up against the three and Niners. But other, otherwise, I'm I'm not against just leaving him on the bench uh, for a week. Alvin Kamara, that is. I'm I'm just going to look at Gavin here. I know he's a Cowboys fan. The Cowboys run defense. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay, so they put up really good points in week one. Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, James Conner did okay against them last week. So you could make the argument that, hey, maybe maybe they can run the ball effectively against good defenses. But that's two Cowboys fans I know that really don't like the Cowboys run defense. So you might have something there, uh, Brandon, maybe. Maybe Kamara could be a good play there. I'm going to roll with Conner because I like his name and my team sucks and I need him. Uh <laughs> Yeg's finest. Would you drop Hunt for Hill or Acres? You know, it could have been the Chargers' defense, but Alexander Madison looked okay last week. Maybe all, all of a sudden a little heat behind him, yeah. maybe motivating him some. He he, he needed the stick. He got pushed, <laughs> and maybe Madison's good, and maybe Acres doesn't have a huge role in Minnesota. I don't know. I wouldn't do it for Acres. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make this move yet. I. I, I, I don't think. Uh, I think Cam Akers, if he was already owned, or is already owned, like I don't think he's probably still sitting out there. Um, and if he, or sorry, if nobody's picked him up yet, I don't think anybody will be anytime soon because he's like, if if somebody wanted him, they would have grabbed him as soon as he got traded to Minnesota, or people were probably still holding him from draft night, dynasty leagues, whatever. So. I would I would hold for the time being. I, I'm still curious to see how Kareem Hunt f- uh, fits in. Uh, he got a few reps, uh, but Jerome Ford looked great. Uh, look as RB one in Cleveland. So yeah, that's a, that's a curious one. I don't really have an answer for you, which is a lot of help. I know. Hey, you know what? What do we say? We we don't want credit when you win. We don't want blame when you lose. We're just gonna discuss it, and hopefully you you make your own decision from there. Lance sends in a a meme here. Raider Nation, there's no way the coaching can get any worse from last year. Josh McDaniels, it's the Doug Heffernan meme from King of Queens. I don't get this meme. Like, it's is it just the face that he's making? That's kind of what we're going with here. It must be. And I see yesterday during um, Low Tide Show, Lance sent in a... It, Lance just loves the memes. He's he's kind of our meme guy here. Uh, <laughs> the sad frog wearing all Raiders gear sticking a fork into an electrical socket. So... Uh, yeah, sorry, Lance. We know you're you're a Raiders guy here on the show, but I don't think things are going to be getting any better for you anytime soon. I have also used that frog meme with the Chargers, <laughs> so it's been uh, well circulated amongst NFL fans. We all have tough days. Yeah, I mean it's it's Chargers Raiders this week in Los Angeles, so 
We'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo in that that concussion that he suffered last week against the Steelers. Uh, can they get the run game going? If there's a if there's a breakout candidate, for, it's Josh Jacobs going to week four of the season. We talked about Kamara with the rust. Josh Jacobs had the rust, although I think Kamara was allowed to participate in training camp where Josh Jacobs wasn't. So we'll see how that pans out uh, in the Saints' backfield. But I, th- I think for Jacobs, the owner's there. I think he's going to have a big week because the Chargers' defense can be Swiss cheese. Uh, one more before we get to break here from, uh, I believe, Narmo. Hey, fellas, I have a Chan. That's what we're going with, a Chan. It's not a chain, a Chan. And Tank Dell available on the waiver wire in a PPR league. Do I look to back up the Brinks trucks to go get them? realistically how good can they be i mean well we're gonna we're gonna talk about that with our next couple guests here we're gonna have gavin turnick and declan kruger on the show to talk about a chan i think he'll be coming up but i mean i i think the miami dolphins offense it could be anyone week to week so he's probably gonna be a good a good option there i mean the dolphins clearly don't mind running up the score a little bit so that's always a good thing for the depth players they get in there they go out and execute I know you're high on Tank Dell. Very, very much so. And our uh, our guest from yesterday from uh, SiriusXM's fantasy show, which was Paul Kelly, uh, I asked him about both um, Tank Dell and CJ Stroud, and uh, and he kind of says, yeah, it's it's for real. Um, you know, the CJ Stroud actually told Texans brass to draft Tank Dell after meeting him at a draft weekend or combine weekend, whatever it was. So they they have a rapport. Uh, Noah Brown, who is a guy the Texans brought in, he's um not playing and even when he comes back now it almost kind of seems like he's lost his spot uh to tank dell on the depth chart i still think nico collins is t uh wr1 but tank dell a great great option uh if he's still out there on the waiver wire even after a couple good weeks matt at the inbox says so we're doing fantasy nfl and then nhl with my grandson i think we've i think we've heard from jim before here uh they are 9 10 and 12 nhl draft is thursday the boys want to do their own picking hard part is going to be to try but not too hard i told them that <laughs> i told them that i'm the oldest so i should pick first and then take as many connors as i can find it should be fun yeah i like that i mean you should win jim you you but you better beat your grandsons and I don't think you should take the foot off the pedal like I think you gotta you gotta show them that you're the alpha 9 10 and 12 are very impressionable ages <laughs> um, and I think this is a great time as uh, grandpa to establish like Connor said yourself as the dominant one um, and teach these kids a hard lesson about losing in life and everybody loses sometimes and sometimes it's going to be by a lot and I hope that will be the case here uh, for Jim and his grandson's new uh, fantasy league uh, with hockey getting going this week so uh, go like you said Connor pedal to the metal Jim go nuts on him I like that strategy though go for the Connors McDavid Bedard Brown Murphy (laughs) any more Hellebuck? Hellebuck. Oh, yeah. There you go. James. Connor. <laughs> Connor. Yeah, just every sport. McGregor. Whenever you can get a Connor, you go for it. Um, and then one last one. I said the last one a couple minutes ago. Is Stroud someone you'd consider picking up from St. Albert Kevin? Uh, I, I stumbled on something yesterday that I wanted to talk about because it's the two of our teams. Most passing yards with zero interceptions this season. Justin Herbert, 939. And CJ Stroud, 906. Decision making with Stroud is impressive. Yeah, yeah, which is the most surprising part about that is was the, coming out of the combine, um, that kind of cognition test or whatever it was they put the quarterbacks through, how low 
CJ Stroud scored on it. People were saying that like he doesn't have football sense compared to a guy like Bryce Young. Um, but he's showing through a couple weeks that he he knows what to do with the ball and he's got the physical traits to actually do it as well. So I'm obviously biased as a Texans fan, but I'm loving what I've seen from CJ Stroud so far. Set the record for uh, most completions or pass attempts, pardon me, to start a career without an interception. And uh, and yeah, well on his way to um, a good start and a surprise win over the Jags this weekend was just the cherry on top. All right, let's do it. We'll take the break we spoke of. This is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, 1-833-401-1440, the best way to get in on the conversation. The show, as always, presented by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, we will take a break. When we come back, uh, we're discussing the waiver wire with Gavin Turnick of the Nation Network and Oilers Nation. We'll also have Declan Kruger in. He's, of course, with the Lowdown with Low Tide. That's coming up next here on Sports 1440. But when we come back, we'll talk waiver wire. It is Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. 1121, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Talking all things fantasy sports. For those who are interested, we will be getting into the NHL a little bit more as uh, the weeks roll on here. Probably a couple days with NHL guests, a couple days with NFL guests, maybe do some NBA, maybe some Formula One. That was a request. We don't. We'd have to get an expert in on that one. But Ryder Cup this weekend. Um, I wonder what the daily fantasy stuff is like for Ryder Cup because it's such a unique format. If you can, st- if you're just taking team stuff, or you can still go on individual guys to win matchups and whatnot. I might have to check that out tonight to do a little perusing on the interweb. We got an insider. Maybe we'll uh, talk to Jeffrey Ulrichs if he wants to let us know a little bit about that one. We'll see. Let us know. one 1440 Any uh, requests when it comes to fantasy sports? Where do we stop with fantasy? Could video games be fantasy? It's not reality. That's a wow! You just blew my mind a little bit there, Connor. Um, yeah, I, I like it's crazy. Some of these like competitive esports leagues and stuff. I know it's like such a big thing. It's just totally out of my scope. I don't think I've played. Like I had a last console I had was a PS3. Haven't turned it on since I think my second year of university, so like 2015. It's just been sitting in the top shelf of the closet since then. Good collection of dust, but uh, there's lots of people out there that love it, uh, whether it be Madden, Chell, um, you know, shooters, whatever the case. I love it all. Do you? Yeah. I don't play online when it comes to, like, shooting games because they're ruthless on those chats. (laughs) And I'm not that good, so I like to just play, like, against the... uh, the machine are you a total noob yeah big time i get wrecked so i don't do that sort of thing anyways let's get to some uh some of our guests today that's a little bit of a round table here at the stingray studios in west edmonton all brought to you by the canadian brew house you can join us at the cbh monday thursday and sunday for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualifier for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas we've got declan kruger of the lowdown with low tide and our digital producer on the Jason Greger Show, and Gavin Turnick of Big Screen Sports and Oilers Nation, the Nation Network, all of it. How are you guys doing today? Man, I'm doing okay. Dallas Cowboys kind of let me down over the weekend, and a huge loss to the Arizona Cardinals, but what can you do losing uh, three to your five offensive linemen? But, and that's all the excuses I got for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking you guys talking about video games and stuff and how some how good some of those kids are. I mean, you come home after a long day, fight with your girlfriend, then <laughs> some 13-year-old kid yeah. kills you on Fortnite eight times in a row. It was tough, <laughs> man. But uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. Uh, my team did get the W this weekend. So, I mean, we were playing the Commanders, which isn't even really a franchise, but it was still good to get the win, and I'm happy where we're at. A dominant win at that, too. Yep. Yeah. You got you to handle the your undefeated business. undefeated Washington Commanders. <laughs> there you go. Um, do you know, remember like Spencer and Parker Fu? Played in the NHL for a bit. I think they're in the KHL now. 
those are the first two kids that humbled me in video games. And I was like, this is not fun. Like, these kids are half my age dominating me. I don't need to go online and hear it 10 times worse. Oh, man, I'd get humbled by, like, Mr. Sugar Bear 04. Before <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, this kid's 13 years old. What's He's going on? squeezing a game in before bed and, yeah, humbling you. Anyways, let's talk football. Your guys' area of expertise. And we wanted to bring you on here today to talk about the waiver wire. Of course, there's always going to be injuries in the NFL, and that's going to lead to opportunities for players in real life and for you in fantasy football to pick up some steals here. And I asked you guys to each provide me with a list of players you like. And some players you're not quite buying the hype of. So we'll start off with you, Gavin, because you sent me your list first. And I I think it's very topical with the Mike Williams injury with the L.A. Chargers. Uh, The first name you dropped on me was Josh Palmer, the Canadian. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Palmer because obviously he stepped into a huge pivotal role now with Mike Williams out for the year. And Herbert is averaging 40 pass attempts per game. So someone needs to step into that role take over that target share and I truly think that is Josh Palmer and Josh Palmer stepped into a good role on week three with four catches six six yards and finding the end zone so I I think he stepped into that big role and Williams did average almost nine targets per game in the first three weeks so I think Palmer stepped into that role nicely now Declan you're also kind of jumped in on the LA Chargers but you Mm -hmm. didn't go Palmer you went rookie first round pick Quinton Johnston I do like Josh Palmer I think he can be a good consistent target But I think, and I've talked about this before on this show, I think Quinton Johnson has the big play capability. We saw it at TCU. He made Max Duggan a Heisman candidate. He went in the first round for a reason. I think Josh Palmer is a good receiver. I think he's a steady receiver. But I think when you look at boomer bust fantasy production, I think Quinton Johnson is a better option. And I, Josh Palmer may he he's you know going to be a very good NFL receiver. He, I think he had like over seven hundred yards last year. You'd know that stat better than me. But I just think. Being a number two in a high-flying offense with a guy like Justin Herbert, I think Quinton Johnson fits that role better. I thought that next year, and I think I still think Mike Williams had played his last game as a Charger. I think he's going to be released this offseason. I thought Keenan Allen was in that same boat, but now he's just playing like a madman. So I, I thought it was going to be Palmer and Johnson as their starters next year. Keenan Allen's going to 18 linger. catches for 250 yards. And a passing touchdown. Pass touchdown last week. <laughs> Can't forget about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That Vikings defense biting so hard on that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Okay, Brandon, you're the tiebreaker. Who are you going, Johnson or Palmer? I think I, I think I expressed this pretty clearly yesterday after the news coming down about Williams. Um, I, I'm in on Palmer. I, I love Johnston's upside and, and skill set, but just the familiarity with Herbert already, uh, having been there a couple of years, he's shown that he likes him, um, and so I think he's a better candidate to fill that target share uh, left vacant, vacant now with Mike Williams' injury. My thing is, Josh Palmer may fill the target share, and he may finish with eight receptions for 65 yards, but I think Quinton Johnson could be a guy who has three receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to fantasy production, that's why I like his upside. Yeah, uh, dangerous with the ball in his hands. And get it to him short. But maybe I maybe I just have a soft spot for horned frogs. I don't know. <laughs> After the I think right now Palmer's a better option, but going down the road, yeah. I think Quentin Johnson is gonna be the guy for the Chargers. But if you need a guy to slot into your lineup for week four, I think Palmer is that guy. All right, okay. Let's let's jump into the backfield here. And uh Declan, we'll start with you for this one. Now Gavin probably has an opinion on this because it is a Dallas Cowboy. Rico Dowdle? Yes, the yes. new Tony Pollard. <laughs> um, no, listen, I don't think he's he's going to be a guy you're going to be putting in the RB2 spot or the flex spot or anything like that. I just think he's a good handcuff. I, I think we, we saw with, uh, with Zeke and Tony, they become a bit of a one-two punch. I think that trend could possibly continue uh you know we've seen him get goal line touches goal line looks and i think if you want to have a handcuff for tony pollard he's a good spot to have 
Gavin, uh, you had one that I... There's a lot of questions coming on, so you got to share your thoughts on it. Uh, he, he went crazy against the Broncos with the Miami Dolphins, and uh, we're going to try to get his name right. Devon Achan. Are we doing a Chan or a Chain? So he said, apparently, in a media scrum yesterday, it's Achan. Okay, Although in the media guide, it said a chain. So okay. let's just trust him, Achan. You got him on a guy to watch. I do, I do. I just think the Miami Dolphins' offense is so good enabled to support two running backs and he did out carry Mostert 18 to 13 in week three so I can see a chain getting 15 to 20 touches per game going here going forward we are going a little round table here talking waiver wire we've got a Gavin Turnick of big screen sports as well as Declan Kruger from the lowdown with low tide Hallie and Douglas with you fantasy frenzy any questions for these two fine young gentlemen 1-833-401-1440 that is the text line uh one more here I, I like this one because you know Gavin, you gave us an honorable mention, so let's get to it. Luke Musgrave, Green love Bay him. Packers tight end. Absolutely love him. From Oregon I, State, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I absolutely love him. He had six catches for 49 yards. I absolutely love Musgrave, and honestly, he could have had a 40-yard score if Jordan Love didn't over, overthrow him by about 40 yards. So I love Musgrave. He's really developing into a number one option for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, so I absolutely love Musgrave going forward. And Declan, last one for you here I'm going to go with, because this is a guy that I said I like as well, and you even wrote, I can't believe I'm writing this, but Jarek McKinnon, yeah. With the Chiefs in the red zone, he's just he's wise. He just gets red zone touches mm-hmm. all the time. Like it just like Isaiah Pacheco, like they could have a ninety nine yard drive where Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco goes ten carries for ninety eight yards, and they'll still find McKinnon on the one yard line to get in the end zone. He just is the goal line back for them. He, he's the the swing back out of the uh, out of the backfield on the short on the third and short plays. He just seems to he has he he's a magnet to the goal line, and, and you need that for fantasy football. This is a, I mean, we have to be a little bit negative, buyer beware when it comes to some players. And I asked you guys to give me two players and you both picked the exact same two players. <laughs> so, I mean, these are guys you have to avoid at all costs. Uh, Gavin, will get your reasoning behind Marvin Mims Jr. He's looked like he's been a playmaker with the Broncos. He has, but I just quite frankly don't trust this Denver Broncos team. And being the wide receiver free in a bad offense is more <laughs> times than not going to result in no production. So stay away from Marvin Mims. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I cannot agree more. It, it comes down to the team for me. You said you said something along the lines of big play, big player or big playmaker on the Denver Broncos. And that's the caveat there. It's the Denver Broncos. He's the wide, re- wide receiver three, like Gavin said. He may explode one game every six weeks for 17 points but he's going to have six games in a row for 2.3 in between that. I mean, you just can't trust that Denver offense and you can't trust him as the third option. Is it possible they're down 50 every game and then the other team's bringing their backups and I then Marvin Mims takes over? I would not put it past them. <laughs> you know, want to know what's crazy? They're favored on the road next week by three and a half. Yeah, but is that the worst game of all time? In, sh- in Chicago. Bears, oh. Broncos? Like the Broncos have to win, right? Justin Fields? Yeah, I think I think they'll win. I, yeah, but I mean, that's just... What is that? How do you... Brandon you, says no. How do you get a 70-burger hung on that you? That game might disappear <laughs> on red zone, on NFL red you zone. Get hung, you get hung a 70-burger and you're a three and a half point favorite. They're picking you by more than a field goal. To, that's crazy. I wish it would disappear from my life. Like, don't ever want to watch a football game like that. But who knows? Like, could it be so bad it's good? We we saw a couple of those last year, uh, including the Colts on a Thursday night football yeah. but game. But that was, was right. so bad; it was good. That was just so it was bad. Just so bad. Yeah, yeah, but it came yeah. right down to the wire, right? So it's and this is even go back to the first game of the year, if I remember correctly. Uh, it, like it was not a good football game, but just because it's close at the end, it like it's revisionist history in your own brain be like wow that was a great game because it comes down to the wire and it's like a close finish one score game um the bears broncos next week 
could end in like a 0-0 tie. But keep in mind, both these teams' defenses also stink. So it's just bad offense, bad defense, bad offense, bad defense. It, I'm, I have absolutely no inkling about which way to go on this game, and I will be steering clear of it on my betting slip in pretty much every regard. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen because I've looked into the crystal ball. It's going to be 16 nothing at the end of the first quarter for the Broncos, three field goals and a touchdown, which is going to be some broken play that Chicago can't defend. And then each team is going to be swapping punts for the next three quarters. I've seen the crystal ball. That's what these two teams are made of, and that's how the game's going to end. I hope it rains. Declan, I'm writing that down um, because the last time we had you peer into the crystal ball was week one. Did I nail it? Or, or maybe after week one when you predicted uh, Puka Nakua would not duplicate his success. And you said in week two, he would go for three receptions for 27 yards. Mm. Uh, oh, we'll we'll check, the game, check the game notes on that one, but I don't crystal think... Crystal ball is fixed now, so... Yeah, yeah the crystal ball is fixed I, now. I didn't know Brandon was taking notes. I made some outlandish claims on he got the, the receipts. <laughs> he got yeah, the he receipts. Does. He keeps receipts. <laughs> I'm only keeping receipts on Declan because only he uses the expression <laughs> crystal ball. With some authority, it. too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I believed it. But listen, when you talk about the crystal ball with the Chicago Bears, it's pretty hard to mess that one up. That is That's, true. you know, that one's pretty cut and dry. Final one, you both had DJ Chark Jr. He had uh, four receptions, 86 yards, one touchdown, playing with Andy Dalton. Uh, you guys don't think he's going to duplicate that? Similar thing, bad team. I don't think there can be consistent production there. I think it's the exact same thing as Marvin Mims. I think he might explode for a stat line like that once every eight weeks, uh, but I think more often than not, his his stat line is going to be in the single digits point wise. And I just, you know, I mean, Bryce Young, Green, Andy Dalton, not a good quarterback these days. I, I just don't think he can replicate that week in week out. Yeah, exactly what uh, what Declan just said. Dalton also threw the ball fifty eight times. 58 times so obviously I don't see him like duplicating that along with Bryce Young so I just think it's a lightning in a bottle type of situation for DJ Shark guys thanks a lot for doing this Uh, if you're free we'll do it again next week thank you for having me thanks there you go that is Gavin Turnick of Big Screen Sports give him a follow on Twitter at Gavin Turnick 47 we'll get into the 47 next week and what does that mean also Declan Kruger from the lowdown with low tide he's also on Twitter at Declan Kruger a lot's text coming in here to 1-833-401 1440 when we come back we'll jump into that uh, lance says chargers or raiders chargers duh we won't even get into that one that's that conversation is over lance uh, it is fantasy friends here on sports 1440 hallie and douglas brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky 1140 it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 presented by Wilhawk beef jerky three locations leduc spruce grove and west edmonton mall check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com don't be fooled by the name it's more than just beef jerky they got sausage they got barbecue sauces rubs Candy. Sorry, I made eye contact with some people walking by. Some canned goods, some pickled yeah. canned goods, which I'm a sucker for. I love stuff like that. So I, uh, I'm i due for another stop down at Wilhawk here in the mall and stock up maybe for this uh, coming weekend. Payday's coming. Payday's <laughs> coming, blow boys. Wilhawk beef jerky. I mean, it is very delicious, and it saved me a few times. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Oh, yeah, we got some in the fridge. Uh, like I said, check them out, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, we just finished up our roundtable which was presented by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. Okay, let's jump back into the text line. Brandon, uh, 1-833-401-1440. If you want to join the conversation, Greg says, the Bears versus Broncos might be bad football, but at least the broadcast will focus on football and not Taylor Swift. Greg, the Bears fan from Lacombe. I mean, I wish I wish they'd focus on Taylor Swift more than that game, to be honest with you. And I don't like Taylor Swift, but I don't like bad football. And I think that's going to be a a sloppy affair in the Midwest. 
Brandon, what do you think about Taylor Swift? This is a real because this I is was a li- fantasy show. I was listening to yeah, <laughs> I was listening to you and Gregor talk about this yesterday afternoon, and you said like you don't hate Taylor Swift. I my I, I'm not a fan of her music. Like it's just not my thing. I I actually preferred it like when she was breaking in on the country music scene, kind of the the small town girl thing. She's totally evolved into this superstar not superstar now. Um, but Taylor Swift fans are like this next echelon tier of fandom like it trumps sports fans it trumps um disney fans whatever all these different groups of people taylor swift fans are are in a a league of their own (laughs) and they are bananas and they scare me so i don't want to say anything bad about taylor swift but uh the the whole travis kelsey thing is confusing to me because how, how do they i know they cross paths when she was um playing at uh, a Gia Field earlier this uh, this year, I believe. But, yeah, like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it if it's a public stunt. Why? That neither of them need press. They're the two most big – Taylor Swift's the biggest name in the world. Travis Kelsey, one of the biggest in the NFL. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what? Maybe they found love. I hope so. And if they didn't, Taylor Swift's going to make a lot of albums – and a lot of song references to Travis Kelsey, and I'll be here for it. And Kelsey will be laughing because all that money he made from those jerseys. Yeah, 400% <laughs> increase in Travis Kelsey jersey sales since this weekend. Man, I wish Taylor Swift would just, like, mention me once. My, <laughs> everything would go up. Uh, let's get back to fantasy football. Uh, Kyle the Mechanic says, Do you guys do fantasy confessions? I'm leading my NFL league in overall points after three weeks, but I'm 1-2 and two on the season. Ah, we'll take your confessions. You make a bad start, let us know. We'll take your bad beats, your uh, your backdoor covers. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday and Monday mornings are great time for that. We'd love to hear them. So uh, whether it be Kyle the Mechanic or whoever else, if you had a bad beat this weekend where um, you know you lost because of uh, one fumble on the last thing or the safety that the Buccaneers gave up, you know, whatever the case, or if you just made a real goofy decision in starting your lineup and uh, you're a little embarrassed, we're happy to, to vent it out and and uh, kind of air it and, and hopefully give you some closure on these topics. 100%. Let us know. one 833 says he refuses to play online too. Yeah, let's talk about online uh, video games. Definitely, definitely. A, a, it's a tough crowd out there. Uh, Matt from Leduc says we have two toilet bowls this week. Don't forget about Vikings and my beloved Panthers. Panthers, Matt from Leduc. Yeah, you know, but at, at least at least Justin Jefferson's there. He's fun to watch. The I'm not have... giving up on the Vikings. <laughs> um, that division's winnable, right? It is. Even down 0-3, it's, it's still up for grabs. The the Vikings' luck is just flipping here to what we saw last season. They lose all these or won all these one-score games. Now they're losing them. I'm hoping that it kind of levels out here and they can get back on the positive side of the ledger. They're a good football team with good players. It's just their defense seems um, disinterested at times. But you have arguably the best wide receiver in the entire NFL and a quarterback that is capable of playing the position effectively. Mm-hmm. That is a good recipe. Um, and in a winnable division, I'm never going to rule them out. <sighs> yeah. I'm, but I said, maybe it's just my preseason future bet on the Vikings. That's talking right now, but I still believe in them. I do. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you, the Eagles, that was a tough game. The Chargers, I think most people believed, were a playoff team going into the season. So that's a tough game. Yeah, you would have loved for them to find a way to beat the Bucks. Upcoming, it, there's winnable. Oh, man, they got a tough schedule this year, actually. The Panthers, winnable game. Uh, then they have the Chiefs. 
then they get the Bears winnable game, then they get the Niners. So, geez, actually in the next couple of weeks, two and two would be fantastic for them. And that would still put them not too good. Two and five on the record or on the season. Not necessarily ideal. Yeah, maybe the Vikings should have traded Kirk Cousins to the Jets and got some draft picks. Although the Jets don't have, well, they got that first back because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play any snaps. So yeah, it's a tough one. We'll see what the Minnesota Vikings do. Uh, Brandon says, hey guys, Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson this week and going forward. Thanks, Brandon. I mean, Justin Fields, I would have said, you know, at the start of the year, this guy, even if he doesn't pass for touchdowns, he's got the ability to run and he, he tends to find the end zone. But I don't think you can trust him, especially, I mean, I don't know if they've officially said it, but never good when your teammate has to call the training staff to get you off the field. Like he looked a little wobbly. Uh, I think you go to Sean Watson, but even that's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster at times. Hopefully he gets back on track. If you had asked me this question a week ago, I would have said Justin Fields 100% because we'd seen Deshaun play badly. Uh, And Justin Fields hadn't been great, but there's still a little more um, room for growth with Justin Fields. Like, he's not a finished product yet. But after this past weekend, like, Deshaun looked immensely better. Way better. And the Browns have a tough matchup with the Ravens. But uh, that Fields in that, you might be tempted because of the Justin Fields playing in that aforementioned terrible football game that's probably going to happen between the Broncos and the Bears. But I think if you were to do it one more week and go with Justin Fields, I could understand it. But long term, I think it's probably Deshaun Watson at this point. Um, and and I, if it were up to me, I'd be saying Deshaun this weekend and moving forward. But if you wanted to give Fields a shot in that total uh, wild card game, I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, you, you could look at it and say this Broncos defense just gave up 70. But I think that's more of the Miami Dolphins being an elite offensive football club and, you know, not taking the foot off the pedal and just going for it. I think I go to Sean Watson, though. If it's me, Greg, the Bears fan from Lacombe. We kind of mocked his team earlier, so we got to answer this question with all seriousness. Tuning in late, so apologies if you've discussed tight ends who actually score touchdowns and get passes from their quarterback. I'm looking for a replacement for Dallas Goddard of the Eagles. Any potential fixes out there? I'm currently scouring my Yahoo waiver wire, but might need to consider a trade. Although I just gave away a second round for Burrow and a 12th rounder, Greg, the guy who drafted Fields and Burrow. (laughs) Okay, well, tight end this year, there hasn't, like, Kelsey, that's it, right? Mark Andrews has been hobbled. George Kittle, they spread the ball around that offense. Hawkinson, but I'm sure he's not available on waivers. One guy who I think, and this this could be just biased, but Donald Parham with the Chargers, he had two touchdowns last week. He's six foot eight. He's a monster. He's huge. He's got good hands. As a blocker, he's not going to give much, but we don't worry about blocking in fantasy football. And when the Chargers get into the red zone, especially without Mike Williams, I think Donald Parham could be a legit threat. So he, is he going to be a guy who every week catches five or six balls? No, you know, that's not going to be him. But could he catch a couple and be a major threat in the red zone? Absolutely. So it'd be a, you'd be taking a waiver on him. But I, I think Donald Parham could be a guy you look at. Other than that, though, I mean, 
Laporta was that sleeper, but I can't see him being available in too many leagues. That was the name that first came to mind. I said if your league is maybe a a little more lackadaisical and not some real diehard, Sam Laporta might still be out there, and that's a name that you should be jumping all over. But otherwise, I think you can pretty much take your pick. A a name that I I drafted him as a rookie in my dynasty league, I've held. He had a pretty decent year last year. Hasn't really popped off yet, but still gets a little bit of consistent target share. Is Kate Otten down in Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. um, now a second-year player. Baker Mayfield has looked looks better than he has in years past, but kind of came back down to earth last night against that Eagles team. So that might be a name if you're just really digging deep, looking for options. He's somebody I would consider. Uh, but I think really you can kind of just move week to week, look at matchups, see who's out there, and kind of add and drop as you see fit. Because tight ends is the um, most ambivalent position. Like you said, you have your top guy, maybe a few in that second tier, and then after that it's kind of just a crapshoot. It is big time. I mean, I have Kyle Pitts. And I'm still riding with him. He's my guy. I got to stick with him because I I know when I bench him, he's going to score a touchdown. But yeah, I think when you go down there, I mean, who is available? And we heard Luke Musgrave from um, Gavin. He's a rookie who might be under the radar a little bit there. There are other guys, Dawson Knox with Buffalo. I don't know how many teams can or people consistently want to go with him. Um, Noah Fant in Seattle. I don't know. Like, there's there's not too many consistent guys there. So many teams there. utilize more than one tight end in their system now. And in the past, it was you have your blocking tight ends and you have your <laughs> pass-catching tight ends. In today's NFL, you kind of have to be good at both. Um, you might have a specialty one way or the other, but most guys, it's part of the design scheme to try and hide exactly what play you're trying to run based on what tight end you have out there. So, like, even in Seattle, they have a couple guys they rely on, both Luke Disley and Noah Fan. Yeah. Um, I just mentioned Kate Auten. They have another rookie tight end, I believe, down there that they've been using uh, as a little a little bit as well since moving on from Cam Brate. Like, it, even the Chargers, both Gerald Everett and Donald Parham get mm-hmm. their fair share of, of assignments. So, there's very few legitimate tight end ones on uh, just – normal team depth chart. I'm not talking fantasy TE ones, like just legitimate depth chart tight end ones. It's kind of a split job these days. It is, big time. I mean, and yeah, I mean, there, there's guys you could look at that might be available. I mean, I don't know if Pat Fryermuth, you think like he kind of was slept on for a while, but he he's okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough position this year because unless you have, I mean, realistically, Travis Kelsey, the drop-off is massive. Mark yeah. Andrews, when he's healthy, might be... One of the next closest things, but it's tough. Here's one of you're a Texans fan, Dalton Kincaid, or sorry, Dalton Schultz. I was high on him at the start of the season, but he has gotten virtually nothing going for through the first three weeks. It looks like CJ Stroud much prefers his uh, arsenal of wide receivers between Robert Woods, uh, Nico Collins, and, and Tank Dell. And the Texans are still going to be a team that runs the ball a ton with Damian Pierce. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like I own Schultz in one league. I'm probably looking to drop him this week and moving on to another, like take a flyer on somebody else. Uh, Panthers, Matt says Titan from the Lions. He's playing well. Yeah, Laporta. We we've kind of been pumping his tires the last little while here. We we both like him and in that offense and that Falcons uh, Lions game. I was like, it's going to be a boring game. I think it was low scoring, kind of what you expect. Okay, Jim's got a confession. Now this is Jim, who plays fantasy sports with his grandkids. Confession, crushed Grants on number one, 185 to 124. Too many questionable running backs. Picked up Mostert, same problem at wide receiver. Started Keenan Allen in Bill's defense. It was a good day. <laughs> it Jim. was a good day. 185 to 124. I mean, your grandson had an okay week. You had an elite week. I wonder, is there trash talk with the grandkids? Is there side bets? 
I, that, that's a good question. If Jim's the kind of grandpa where he just like, you know, yeah, you know, good try. Good yeah. try, son. It's almost like you patronize him a little bit after you absolutely stomp all over them with a score like that. Or if uh, or if it is right in right in his grandson's face saying, yeah, better luck next week, buddy. Greg uh, from Lacombe again. Any Chargers fans out there? Can I trust Parham Jr.? And then he says, nailed it. You said it just as I was texting it. That must be the football god speaking. Well, I am a Chargers fan, and I'll, I'll hype up any Charger. I was also thinking Gerald Everett could be an option for you. I mean, again, not going to be every week, but he's he is a solid player, and, you know, the Chargers like to get in the ball in some creative ways sometimes. That drives me crazy, but if you're a fantasy football fan, I mean, it gets you that half point or whatever. What do you care? Uh, today on the station, should let everyone know, we got the Lowdown with Low Tide coming up next. Uh, they'll have Rob Longley on from Post Media. Talk a little bit about those Toronto Blue Jays. Big series coming up against the Yankees starting tonight. They'll also have Daniel Nugent Bowman of the Athletics swinging by around 1.30. Talk a little Edmonton Oilers. And on the Jason Greger show today, uh, we'll have Sean Brown in as our co-host from 3 to 5. Also, Dave McCarthy of SiriusXM. Struddy will be by at 4.20. Mark Spector of Sportsnet and Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. A big thank you to our guest today, Gavin Turnick of Big Screen Sports, as well as Declan Kruger of the Lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, this is Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. But first, an update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com.